0: all right guys welcome 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 to the podcast here with me your host brandon to new zealand's maybe number one podcast here in in new zealand um joining us today guys we have a special guest with us today um you know heroic hero here from Aotearoa, representing us um playing from the um, new zealand women's sevens team um alina Sa- saili how's it going
1: hello i'm good thank
0: you very good <laughs> uh thank you for joining us here today welcome welcome um hey. we're happy to have you here we are joining us in this session of the podcast um so we're just going to shoot off right ahead yep. Um, go, go ahead and introduce yourself give us your name your age uh, where you're from and then also a question um what is your favorite food
1: Oh okay. My name is Alena Staley. Um, I am twenty three, just turned twenty-three last week. And oh, happy
0: birthday, happy birthday.
1: I am from Invercargill, so the very bottom of New Zealand down south. And my favorite food is KFC. <laughs> when I'm allowed to eat it.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh yeah. what's what's your go-to meal when you go to KFC?
1: My go-to meal is a zinger burger combo.
0: Like Zinger burger. Um, yeah.
1: Salt on the chips, extra salt, and just gravy. Yeah. <laughs> I can taste it already.
0: <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, th- thanks for joining us again today. Um, yeah. Uh, it's super cool that we actually got a chance to be able to get you on board, you know, uh, maybe share your experiences and yeah. uh, a little bit about your journey. Yep. Um, just to inspire you know i guess those people in here in Aotearoa in mm-hmm. um and I guess we'll just we'll just shoot off and start off with um our first uh, rugby and sports right obviously um for those you don't know she's uh i don't know she's played a lot of rugby in her time here representing us Aotearoa new zealand doing wonderful amazing things i uh, just got back from um the olympics, and now uh, i guess we we can just we we'll, we'll touch there a little bit later but we'll start off with, you know, rugby and sport, I guess, and how th- has that played a huge role in your life, and mm-hmm. I guess, what does playing sport or rugby, especially yep. for your country, like, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, well, I guess I'm in a really privileged spot right now, where I'm sitting, uh, being in the, in the Black First team, like, it's come a really long way to where it started, so I give heaps of props and everything, all that we've, you know, got from the people who have come before us. So all the ladies that went through the struggle to get our um, program to where it is right now, i um, really grateful for that and for the pathway that they've paid for us here and now. So that, and also something for me, rugby's been a big part of my family growing up. So when I was little, I'd always go to mum to, I'd go with mum and just be surrounded by the whole culture and everything like that. So we're a big rugby family growing up. So rugby's been a big part of my life ever since I was young. So, to be around like the top stars, and to be in a really cool program where I'm surrounded by really good—not only just good rugby players, but good people—I've um, had so much growth in the program, and yeah, have enjoyed every minute of being in it.
0: Love it, love it. Um, I guess yeah, because there's there's a lot of quite a few experienced players as well that you've played with, right? Yeah. Like on on the on the first team, I guess what what does that mean to you? like? be able to be, like, so young in age, but also to be able to represent a country, um, especially, you know, here, um specifically with women here now, too, at all, who are trying mm. to pursue that career, like, how, how's that, like, I guess, express to us, like, the emotions and feelings of being able to just be in that atmosphere?
1: Yeah, I remember my very first time coming into the program, I was, like, fresh out of school, 18, I saw, like, Portia Woodman, Kelly Sierra goss like some of the goats in the game. Um, My first day at the airport, the first time I saw them I was freaking out inside because I was like oh my gosh, those are like my idols over there, but you know you have to try and play cool (laughs) (laughs) because they're your teammates now, but like from that moment, like just being amongst them and learning off them on and off the field, they're pretty cool people, not um, not just good rugby players, but really good humans as well. So to be surrounded by that honestly made me such a good I bet. like
0: you know just coming out of high school you know trying to get into the system and learn the systems mm. and then yeah. you know trainings you're like oh yeah dang, can you sign
1: my Yeah, let <laughs> me like, take a photo please <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. girl but now nah, that's definitely um, my sisters now so yeah it's crazy it's crazy to think that
0: that's super cool awesome um i guess like Speaking about women's rugby and how it's like slowly growing here in Ontario, it right? It's getting more. I guess would you say like the, it's? I mean, it's getting a little bit bigger, right? Um, more than before. Um, yeah. we have the actually the World Cups coming up, correct? Yeah. Right, and preparing for that. Um, I guess what would what so would be some piece of advice you could give those um, uh women here in Ontario that are trying to pursue rugby, um, trying to get into that top straight? because I can imagine it'd be pretty pretty competitive correct oh. like you know just trying to find specific teams yeah, maybe there's, there's, there's not a lot of teams as there are men teams but like trying to get yourself out there and like mm-hmm. i guess what would be some piece of advice you could give those um yeah those girls who are trying to pursue mm-hmm. um their rugby career
1: yeah that's probably the first point if that thing or if they actually woman like above the age of twenty or whatnot it's like finding a club first um, in their region maybe. I know there's heaps of clubs starting to come up around New Zealand really pushing for women's rugby. So if you find a high school or a club that really pushes women's rugby, that, that's probably a good start. I know now there's heaps of pathways for girls to come through now, like there's Condor Sevens, World Schools, there's development camps coming through and the new Super Rugby o O-Piki. Um, You know, there's just pathways everywhere for women to get up there and to... You know, give it a crack
0: and try and get in the high performance um, programs. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I guess you probably just gotta start start from there, eh? Start mm. from high school, yeah. um, trying to get into those good programs. Do all that you can uh, to 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 get there, because it's it's not easy, right? It's to to get into those. Well, yeah. like, like for you for yourself, you know, like it's probably not. Oh, it's probably really competitive, not as well. in teams but also trying to get them into camps and stuff like that, yeah. right?
1: That's it. That's the hardest part is getting your foot in the door, and then trying to stay there.
0: Mm, awesome, awesome. I guess now touching a little bit about your recent experience here in um oh, from the Olympics, right? Of yeah. uh, being yep. able to represent i yeah, um, be able to uh, yeah, just just give us a brief um background and experience on on how that was for you.
1: So the Olympics, um, it was so crazy. Eh? Like I couldn't imagine the Olympics not having COVID because it would have been Yeah, yeah. People everywhere, like even without COVID, many people like I saw like Novak, Djokovic, a couple NBA players like walking through and I was like <laughs>
0: getting me hey. jealous, getting me jealous.
1: <laughs> Holy, like to be amongst people of that caliber, I was just honestly I was just amazed to be walking next to them and like the food court and stuff. So at the Olympics, it was like it was well gated off because obviously we're in Japan during COVID, yeah, so yeah. security was pretty tight. We're only allowed in and out only when we're leaving for trainings or playing our games. So going in there, all we did really was go from our rooms to like the cafeteria to the food oh, hall. Really? then back. It was like for <laughs> the day, was just walk over to the food area and then come back and chill. But yeah, because of COVID, it made it a little bit niggly.
0: But yeah, yeah. Was other there a, that, was. Sorry, what was there any, like, so you guys had no, I guess, didn't get to really hang out the other athletes as much as you guys would like?
1: Yeah, it was a little bit niggly with COVID. Because yeah. we from other countries, girls. So it was just because of COVID, we didn't really want to mix countries because
0: yeah,
1: yeah. COVID floating around. Um, but it was just cool seeing people from a distance, I guess. But we were all we were able to in, interact with the Kiwi athletes, so that was the cool oh, part. Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Team inside a big team, which was really
0: cool. And and this was your your first Olympics, right? Correct. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. And how, I guess, like, I don't know, just me looking back, like, just being in Toronto by so much, so so many athletes, professional mm. athletes, and and in that environment, like, how did it feel like for yourself to to know that not only you're know, representing your country, but you're also going up against high caliber, you know, athletes oh. from different countries of the world.
1: Yeah, that was. It's weird for me, like, to think that I'm on par with rage. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, it's just weird, weird for me personally. So to be amongst those kind of people, it just makes me think, like, have I done everything right to get to this point? Have I eaten right? Have I slept right? Like, all those little one percenters really count at this point now. So thinking back, I think I did most of that. So, like, being amongst them, you know that you're actually fine. So just to be there, I was extremely grateful to be there and privileged. But, yeah, it's crazy. Such a crazy <laughs>
0: but it must have been must have been um, I guess looking back at you guys games and actually competing um, getting there to the final like uh, I guess exp- uh, tell us about the emotions and uh, the feelings that you've been going through like mm. as you were as you guys were in the finals you know going through that game and yep. being able to I guess they're them presenting that gold medal to you guys
1: mm. I think it's really cool because at trainings we make sure we have like a routine Yeah. So- yeah games it was sort of like we've done this all before like we've replicated it at home this is exactly we've done it for like nine months now the same thing over and over again and we do different scenarios so Mm -hmm. stay on the field we get it down to six or if we have to wait long in the changing rooms like our coaches consider those factors so if any adversity or anything like that was going to happen like we've already sort of practiced for it so Mm -hmm. Everyone was just doing their normal routines, like, beforehand and stuff, so it was pretty calm in the changing rooms, but we are all just, you know, dancing, singing, (laughs) up, so that's what we do to get up, so it was pretty cool, but honestly, to be a part of that team and to win and to, like, have a medal, like, given to you, like, (laughs) there's just no words to, like, describe it, really, that I can't, that I can use.
0: Yeah, how's, um... I guess what what does your family have to have to say? I guess after th- did yeah. you call them right after? Like how was that experience for you? It
1: was, oh, as soon as I rugged them, I just showed them the medal. And we all just cried, <laughs> just cried. That was probably the the dumbest part was that our like, families couldn't be there due to COVID. Yeah, a experience with our families and fans there, but just to call them and show them uh, what we had done as a team it was just, yeah, something I won't forget.
0: But that's uh, super cool. Um. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm more grateful for you and the team. You know, representing our country and being able to um, set a good example. And then I guess this, um, obviously, there's probably like a lot of trials, right, Le- leading up yeah. to leading up to that experience. I guess yeah. maybe focusing on your experience with rugby, not only yeah. your um, your moment over there in uh, in the Olympics, but. Because um, here we we focus a lot on you know fairness to success and and mm. how important um failures and setbacks and trials really help yep. us become back and can help our community become stronger and be able to achieve our goals that we have set in mind uh-huh. um I guess a uh, question on that how has a failure or setback um is there or is has there been a failure or setback that you've been most grateful for
1: yeah so, um, in the build-up to the Olympics, so our season normally starts in, like, August, September, so, like, the year before, and so I was training, like, I probably backed myself, I was training pretty good leading up to the Olympics, yep. and three months out from the Olympics, we were playing um, just a makeup game, a scrag game against um, Hamilton boys, mm. and then I was reaching out, going for the ball against one of the other boys, and he landed all his body weight right on my shoulder. So I fractured my shoulder three months out from the Olympics. All I remember thinking was, Oh, my Olympic dream is gone. Like at there and just cried. I didn't even care that everyone was watching me crying. I was like, la, this this isn't happening to me right now. Like I've worked so hard in the last, I don't know, nine or ten months to get me Mm. to a place where I have to be selected or with the girls. And so that was probably the lowest, <laughs> lowest point I've been in my career so far. Was just um, having that injury. So for about three months, oh yeah, for about three months, I was just on the what bike rehab every day, prehab every day. Um, I had a lot of growth. It was probably where I had my most growth mentally, um, just because. I just knew if I didn't do everything now, there would be no chance that I was making it. Mm. That was a big wake up call for me um, as an athlete and as a person. So I think I was really lucky. I had um, a good support system at home. I had one of my best friends and one of my yeah. uncles supported me the whole time. Just keep me in a positive mindset. Um, keep me out Keep me on track. You know, made sure my eating was right. Make sure my prehab was going. Make sure I didn't drink because so, you know some people can go sideways. Yeah. yeah. I probably drank my sorrows away Because I was like <laughs> Well what's the point You know you know yeah, what I mean? what's the
0: point of it You
1: know So I'm just drink yeah. my pain away I guess And I, yeah. I guess I go through a period Where I was really low And I was like There's no Comeback from this mm-hmm. But I was really lucky I had those people To keep me on track And then I just really Tried to work on My mindset Went a lot more Into here And into my soul I guess To mm-hmm. try and get out of this one So I was just really lucky I had those people and yeah my teammates to keep me on on board because mm-hmm. I guess I guess other people know and I guess with you and your ACL it can be injury can be quite lonely and isolating yeah. so to have a good support system around you it's so important just to have those people keep you on track and um, help you get through these, these dark
0: yeah dark, dark times yeah it can be pretty yeah. dark
1: um, so
0: that's super cool though like I guess touching back on your experience with that shoulder right like Mm. um a lot of like anyone a lot of people could have easily been like you know there's no point um Mm. but like Mm. you yourself right turning those that those negativities into positives yeah right just because like obviously right the it has a lot to do with the mindset yeah and and the and honestly if you have the right mindset you can be able yep. to achieve those goals that you have in mind yeah
1: right
0: 100% yeah and i guess like with with that right sometimes we need to understand that we we do need to strengthen our minds you know because mm-hmm. our minds affect our body and our spirit yep. um and i guess that's like for for you to be able to do that that's that's, that's amazing you know yeah. um a lot of people need to understand Mm. the important principle about being able to know that only through failure we're able mm. to come up with success yeah and
1: right? growth i think that's yeah. crazy how um how massive like your mindset can be towards something and how if you, if you if something clicks like you'll know when it clicks in your head like honestly just a change yeah. of
0: mind. i mean you, you have to have a clear mindset when you're in the game right Mm, like, yeah. you, you, you can't really be unfocused in the game. Mm, like, you, your mind your mind has to be there with your body because yeah. if you think about it, like, you, you got to see the like, – make sure you're, you're aware of the right play, mm. the defense in front of you, yeah. um, where you got to be next.
1: I don't
0: Especially, like, in sevens, like, <laughs> your mind can get lost because you get oh, tired okay. really fast.
1: i <laughs> just thinking about your lungs and your legs already. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, I guess um uh, if there's if you could give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh,
1: give myself one piece of advice. It'll probably be like trust your gut and your instincts around things. I think if you're being surrounded by a group of people or a program, I guess uh you can get led astray from things, so if you're true to yourself and what you stand for and your values and your morals and you go for what you believe in. I think that's one thing I wish I did a bit earlier was back myself more rather than following a group of people um, and voicing your opinion on things. If you, mm. yeah, if you don't agree with it, it's probably one wow. thing with me. But yeah.
0: Awesome. I like it. Amazing piece of advice. Mm. Be a, be a leader in your own values mm. rather than follow the ones that you don't know don't have. Right. That's super cool. Um, I guess moving on to our our nice last our last question. Um, what does authentic mean to you?
1: I saw this question when you (laughs) wrote it out and I found this so hard because I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day about um we had a question in our team and it was like, if you had one to the next Olympics, like what would and you had to like tick it off as a goal, what would it be?
0: Yeah.
1: And this is literally what I said. I was like, um, if I could look at every single one of my teammates and say that I've seen their most authentic self and who they are, and I know you, you know me, and we trust each other 100%, like that's my goal ticked off. It doesn't matter if we win gold or not. Like if we know each other inside out and we back each other and we trust each other 100%, like that's enough for me that I've done my job to get self out and have them around at training and games, um, honestly, that would be the biggest thing for me. So when you say that, it sort of hit the soul and the heartstrings a little bit. That's <laughs> because it does mean something quite big to me, seeing people their authentic selves. So probably like I said before with my advice is um, trust your gut, trust your instincts, and, you know, live by your values and morals that I guess you or your family have set. I guess you can't go wrong with that. And, mm. yeah. It's probably you being your most authentic
0: self. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I think some, of, especially nowadays in society, right? It's, it's we've kind of gone to a point where it's hard for us to become authentic, right? We'd, mm. we'd rather be like everyone else yeah. instead of what we stand for and what values we hold, you know. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess that that is you know one thing that I guess us as a society we need to lean more towards, just to mm. be able to learn how to be our authentic selves. Yeah. And do those things.
1: Uh, yeah. Journey to go towards as well. It's not just gonna happen overnight. Yeah. A lot of learnings.
0: It comes over time though, it comes over time in the process. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. No worries. We're I... it
1: was like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're happy to to have you on the show. We're, we're grateful for I guess you you and and your um your influence in Aotearoa and, and how you know and what you've done for us as as a country to represent us and to be able to go out and yeah um, I guess is there anything you would like to say to the viewers or watchers before you go?
1: No I just want to say thanks for thanks for listening I hope, hope someone took something out of this today I'm not sure if they did but I just want to thank everyone who backs you know women's sport and who supports our team Um, how we play and what we stand for I guess and I want to thank you random <laughs> the show my first podcast i'm really <laughs> grateful
0: so I'm but no nah, this was fun it was it was great and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there's many more podcasts to come so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um thanks guys for watching we'll make sure to put melina's um, uh stuff her um all her platforms on the below in the description um but I'll make sure you guys listen up and to tune in um and yeah uh subscribe like and comment and let us know what you guys think thanks so much guys we'll see you next time